Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. There it is, the 6 p.m. nonstop news block. You have it here at every Monday through Friday. Leading into the Mark Aram Show, I am Mark Aram. we got a big show for you tonight till 8 in the p.m. And Ohio School says no more valedictorians. The uh, stock market takes a bit of a uh, tumble today. Chris Burns from Dynamic Money will explain what that means to you and me. But uh, I want to start with a story that Audrey Washington from uh, our buddies at Channel 2 is covering for tomorrow morning. There are some jobs... Um, and thankfully, I don't have one where you just can't use a cell phone while you're working, right? Like, I need the cell phone while I'm working. I probably shouldn't be looking at my phone while I'm on the air, both on TV and radio, but I do. <laughs> but there's certain, like, if you're an air traffic controller, Longoria. Yeah, that's probably not the best. Not the best thing to do. Like, no. you shouldn't be playing Candy Crush on your phone if you're <laughs> no, an air traffic controller. No. I've had pilots. I've got a lot of buddies that fly for an airline that I'm not going to mention, but you could probably guess. And um, they used to listen to my show in the cockpit and take pictures, selfies of them, like, listening to the show and then send it to me. You probably shouldn't be on your phone if you're an airline pilot well, either. there's autopilot. Yeah, there so is that's, autopilot. That's um, one other profession that I could think of that you probably shouldn't be on your phone is anything to deal with kids, with children, right? You want to be focused if you're in charge of kids. That's what Audrey Washington's talking about. She joins us on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, Audrey? Hi, Mark. How are you? I miss you in the mornings, my friend, but I guess I'm getting <laughs> you back tomorrow, huh? You're going to have me for the entire week. So Excellent. Yeah. All right. So uh, the story you're, you're going to do tomorrow for Channel 2 Action News at 430 is about a, a police crossing guard that was caught using his phone while directing traffic. Is that is that am I reading that right? So apparently he was hired by, uh, well, I guess he was sent out there to just, you know, direct traffic and what have you for um, Lilburn Police Department. Um, and he was directing traffic for one of the middle schools in Lilburn. However, uh, one of the parents who was stuck in traffic, she actually parked her car, she took out her phone, and she recorded him on his phone for a very long time, talking on the phone as school buses are passing by. You can clearly see in the video, and I have that video, and I will be showing it tomorrow morning uh, starting at 4.30 on Channel Direction News. So uh, this police officer was, crossing, was uh, acting as a crossing guard, if you will, directing traffic okay. at a school and, yeah. and was on the phone. Was he still directing traffic while on the phone or did he, uh, was he negligent in those duties? <laughs> he was clearly on the phone with one hand holding the phone, talking on the phone. Yeah. And then with the other hand kind of like directing traffic, not paying attention. Um, and you know, obviously that, that raised some concerns for parents. I then took the video to Gwinnett County schools. They told me, you know, we've never seen this guy before. We don't know who this guy is. So then I took it to Lilburn police department and they were like, oh yeah, we know who he is. Mm -hmm. 
and we looked at the video. And it's one of our own, and we're going to be talking to him. He shouldn't have been doing it. Interesting. I'm talking to Audrey Washington from Channel 2 Action News. This story will air tomorrow morning on Channel 2 Action News this morning. And you can see a, uh, a pudgy Jewish traffic reporter every 10 minutes there as well. Uh, in, in between Audrey's story and this update on the uh, on the police crossing guard, if you will, in Lilbert. Um, do, do you have a name? I know you, I don't want you to reveal the name, but do you, do you have the name of the officer? No, they're not giving me the name of the officer. They literally found out when I sent them the, the video. Mm-hmm. I sent them the video, had them look at it, and that was the first time they found out about it. Um, and so... You know, they know who the officer is, mm-hmm. but they're not releasing the name of the officer. Um, they did tell me that he will not be back out there tomorrow morning. Gotcha. Um, that they will be dealing with the situation. Those were their exact words. We will be dealing with the situation. And I think but there's only like eight more days left in school anyway, right? I mean, it's, this is uh, so we sh- he shouldn't be out there, you know, and have the summer to, to uh, reflect on his actions before he gets out of the... And, you know, this is this is a serious situation when you think about it, because when I spoke with the parents, she said, you know, I was in traffic and I was looking at it thinking like I didn't know whether he was waving us along, whether he was waving the school bus drivers along. So it made for some type of confusion. And he didn't. This is according to the parent. Um, She said it looked like he wasn't aware of the confusion because he was too busy on the phone. Gotcha. So. Yeah, so, it, you know, when when you see the video especially, because at first when she sent it to me, I was like, okay, well, how do you know for sure he was on the phone? Then I looked at the video, and it's clear. He's on the phone for a while. And um, and then, you know, in the police department, uh, you know, they agreed. And they yeah. were saying to me, he, yeah, he shouldn't have been on the phone while directing school buses that have, you know, your children, not yours particular, Mark, but yes. no. <laughs> other people. I have no kids in Lilburn School District that I know of, for sure. That you know of. Exactly. Yes. you got to add that. That you know of. Well, Audrey, I, I look forward to the video tomorrow morning on Channel 2 Action News starting at uh, oh dark 30, 4.30 in the morning. Good to have you back, buddy. We miss you in the mornings. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be um, here all week, and I, every day I'm going to be doing exclusive uh, stories that you know that you can't see anywhere but on Channel Two. So I'm really excited about it. You know, these are stories that I really get a chance to uh, dig deep in, and and I'm excited to bring it to the viewers. So it's going to be all week long, beginning at 4:30 on Channel Two. So you will have me back for a full week. Awesome, our- always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. Have a good night. You too. Here's what I want to talk about with this story, uh, the crossing guard story. I want to know what I want to know the police officer's side, by the way. Like, maybe his wife just left him. Like, was calling him, like, hey, I threw your stuff out on the lawn. You know, I want to know if there was extenuating circumstances <laughs> but there. But even so. that's not an excuse. Well, I, I, under, yeah, under, well I understand. My and, stuff was on the lawn. That's an excuse. Yeah, yeah I, I would think that <laughs> might be. nice stuff. Yeah, if, this, if he was just, like, you know, chatting with his buddy. Steve Winslow. Hey, Steve, what's going on? You know, Any red alerts going on, Steve? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if it was so, I don't know. I, I just want to hear his side of the story. It's negligent for sure. Here's what I want to talk about, though. We can talk about that, but you're driving home right now. You're stuck in traffic. I know you don't want to talk about your job, but I want to know about your job. And whatever your job is, Mr. Jane or Joe Smith driving home right now, what is the one thing you absolutely cannot do at your job but will get fired? Like, what's the one thing that will get you fired? Like, if you're an air traffic control person, texting, playing, well, falling asleep one, showing up (laughs) drunk is another. Oh, yeah. Remember that movie with John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton? Pushing tin. Pushing tin. Like, what a stressful job that is. So if you're, but if you're, uh, 
like I had a hot dog. I, I ran a hot dog cart when I was in college. Okay. okay? Wait, what? Yeah. That's the first time hearing it. Really? That. I don't think you've told that yeah, story. Yeah. So I ran a hot dog cart. Wow. And the guy that owned the cart says, here's the only rule. He goes, you can have 50, you can eat 50 hot dogs all day. I don't care. Eat as many as you want. They're free. Go ahead. But if I see you give one away for free, oh, yeah. you're fired. So that was the one rule <laughs> on the hot dog cart was just don't give any away for free or else you're fired. So I would eat 50 a day. I never gave any away for free. <laughs> and you never sold any either? No, and a month in, I couldn't fit into my shorts. And I was like, all right, I got to I gotta quit this job, and I got a job at a bakery instead. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what is, what is the one thing in your job that you absolutely positively cannot do or you will get fired? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I imagine Deb Green, producer of the Mark Aram Show, hmm. uh, in this job, it's it's we can't say bad words. Bad words. I don't even think more than that. I think in 2019, it's no longer you know George Carlin's seven right whatever words. Well, I, th- I think it depends a little bit. Like I I think even more so than that was if if you come on here and say something blatantly racist. Oh yeah. You know if if because I've I've stumbled and said an f word on the air by accident. By accident. And when you're I, still here. And I'm still here because there's no there was no ill intent. Right. I meant to say. All you folks stuck on 75, and it came out right. all you blanks stuck on 75, and I'm still here. I still have a job. But I think if there, if you say something in 2019 that is overtly racist, yes. that that's the thing that gets you fired now. I think there's a little difference between um, formats as well. Because sure. there are certain things that I could say on alternative radio yeah. that don't fly over here. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. Some of the music y'all play on the river, like... I would, and not, and the river is very tame to what I used <laughs> yeah, to like do, too. Think, like, yeah. there's a little bit of difference that you can get away with in a format as well. Like, gotcha. this place is super strict right here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, yeah. I, but, I mean, I've again, I've, I've said that bad word on the air, right. but it was a slip of the tongue. It was accidental. All of you folks stuck on 75... Didn't come out as folks. It came out as the bad f word. Yes. And and but but obviously it wasn't. You know, it was just like folks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never remember. I'll never forget that that morning because I just envisioned people driving on seventy five. Oh, Mark's <gasps> gonna do seventy five. And then I do the report, and he goes, they, "Like I can picture people looking at their radio <laughs> and going, Nah, he didn't. He didn't I wish call he had me a that. Rewind button. Yeah. Yeah, he, Wait, what? He didn't call me that. It, so I was safe. But I think in twenty nineteen. The thing that I can't do, any of us can't do, Low T Chuck, who screens the calls, Andrew Longoria, on the other side of the takeout window, Deborah Green, show producer, if you say anything overtly and intentionally racist, that's it. I think you're yeah. gone. And it's been, it's been that way. You know, I've been here 20 years. It's not like this is new. Someone just got fired in the UK for that. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that story? Yeah. So this guy was, I'll give you the, the overview. It was a, a British DJ. DJ was commenting on the royal baby, and he made a racist comment about the baby and mm-hmm. was canned that day. So, yeah, thank you for proving well, my point, Deborah. They freedom of speech, but, Yes, you know, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. All right, so that's how we're starting off. Your job, folks. You're driving home right now. You're stuck in traffic. What's the one thing that you could do that would get you fired immediately? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. What is the one thing you could do at your job that would get you fired immediately? Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. Diane kicks us off. Diane, welcome to the program. How are you? 
I'm good. I enjoy your show every night. Thanks for getting me home safely. Thank you, Diane. So what do you do, and what would get you fired immediately? Not so much what I do, but years ago I was pregnant and in very active labor, and it was determined that I was going to have a C-section. In the middle of my contractions, the anesthesiologist comes in and is giving me an epidural, talking on his cell phone at the same time. Oh, my goodness. That shouldn't be illegal. My husband was livid. I don't remember a lot because I was in active labor. Yeah. But he was on his cell phone as he was sticking a needle into my spine. Oh, that, that, oh all right. Now I got the visual of that epidural, too. Now, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yolanda, real quick, what could get you fired immediately at your job, Yolanda? You? If you look into your family member's chart, I work for a hospital. So if you look into your family member's Ooh. chart or anybody that is associated with you, it's immediate termination. What if you find a, a cute guy on Tinder and you want to look at his chart? Is that allowed? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. What if I what if I ask you to look into Longoria's chart? Could you do that for me? No. Oh, all right. That's a funny story. I was down at uh, the Atlanta Police Department years ago talking to the dispatchers, and I said to my buddy, I was like, hey, can you run my name through the system? He goes, no. I go, why not? He goes, because if anything pops up, I'm going to have to arrest you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. Good point. Don't run my name through the system. What could get you fired at your job immediately? 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Yo, what up, y'all? It's Jermaine Dupree, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Yeah, y'all know what this is. Our good pal Audrey Washington from Channel 2 Action News joins at the top of the show. Big story tomorrow, uh, video evidence of a police officer who was hired to direct traffic in front of a school in Lilburn was on his phone the whole time, uh, probably distracted. We'll see the video tomorrow. Uh, talking about your job in particular, as you drive home right now, um, your job, whatever it might be, you can be an insurance agent, uh, plumber, whatever. What's the one thing in your job that would get you fired immediately? For re- us in radio, I really think if you say something intentionally and overtly racist, you're gone. No questions asked. Alex Shapiro's knocking on your door. He's got a box with your belongings. You're out the door. What in your job would get you fired immediately? 404-872-0750, wsb talk Anthony joins us in Canton. Anthony, welcome to the program, buddy. Uh, you guys are awesome, Mark. I love y'all's sense of humor. Hey, listen, I'm a marriage counselor, got a BA degree and a master's degree in, in counseling. And, and what you can't do is you can't laugh when you're, <laughs> a, when you're in a session, man. I, I had this boy reach out to me and said, hey, I'm having trouble with intimacy in my marriage. I said, well, just you and your wife, come on in. So they came in. I said, well, man, what, what do you think is the core of the problem? And she said, well, my husband flatulates under the covers, oh. and then he grabs the covers and pulls them over my head. Oh, that's called, uh, what is that, a Dutch oven, Longoria, right? That, that is that a Dutch, Dutch oven. oven. I, I thought you were going to say as a marriage counselor you can't hit on the wife in, in the marriage. <laughs> that probably would get you fired too, right? That, that's well, not good. You'd, you'd, be, you'd be sure fired, buddy. I'll tell you what, when you start laughing out loud at <laughs> That's yeah, that's a no no. I think any kind of psychiatrist or any kind of therapist, you probably unless the person tells you a joke, <laughs> you know, if it's something serious, right. you can't. Well, I'm glad you, I have you on, Anthony, because I want to get some input on Longoria's situation. Okay. So it was uh, okay. it was Mother's Day on Sunday. Oh yeah, and uh-huh. uh, instead of buying his wife a gift, he went in the backyard and picked roses off a rose bush and gave them to her. Now I have to tell you, last year I bought the rose bush. <laughs> yeah, he did. Last I year he did the rose a good bush gift. and planted it and kept it alive for a whole year. So just to let you know that so he insight. kept it. He kept the bush alive the whole year and then paid zero this year for his his gift. Should he be thinking about uh, contacting you for possible sessions? 
Well, here we are. Just to pretend like we're in a session. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> laughing. <laughs> hey, she loved it. All right, good. I was about to ask. She did love it? Yeah. All right. Thank you for the call, Anthony. You didn't get her anything else? Uh, the girls made, we made cards for her the, okay. on Saturday. I helped the girls write out some stuff for her. All right. So she got homemade cards and homemade roses. And ho- homemade roses. God <laughs> made those roses. Wow. Eric's in Swanee. Eric, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, thanks for calling. Or calling. My thanks pleasure. Calling I've been a longtime fan of yours. <laughs> Excellent. Um, first of all, I want to say, um, talking about laughing, you know, Buster Keaton? Yeah. He uh, had a clause in his contract where he wasn't allowed to smile. No kidding. Yeah. I don't, I don't but, doubt um, that. What about your job? What would get you fired immediately? Well, one of the guys in my company, I work in IT, and uh, there was a woman and a guy that worked in the operations center together. And they didn't get along, and she was pulling a cart backwards one day, and he just started going, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and he was he was gone. Oh, my God. Well, I guess IT, there's a lot of things you get fired. So I'm glad I'm not an IT guy because if I had the access, I'd be, like, checking Chuck's browser history and going through Longoria's <laughs> emails. That, that'll get you fired, too. But making the beep, beep, beep sound when a, when a large person is walking down, yeah. What was what was that movie? Oh, Stand by Me. You remember the scene, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the pie eating contest? Yeah, yeah. Lard. And, and, uh, Lard Blank was walking and like boom, ba ba boom, ba ba boom, ba ba. <laughs> Teddy joins us in Decula. Teddy, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. This is Teddy Ocho. Hey, Ocho, um, my man. What's what, going on? Uh, in the nineties, I worked uh, on location supporting a movie shoot. And the one thing that would get you immediately removed from from the production crew was referring to the director as Opie. Oh, really? I was, uh, Ron Howard directed the film? He was apparently very, very sensitive about that. How long ago was this, Teddy? This was, uh, they were filming uh, Far and Away with Nicole Kidman and oh, Tom Cruise, so yeah. it would have been like 94 maybe. Wow, I wonder if he's eased off on that. I can imagine him being sensitive for a while on that. What about Richie? Yeah. What if you called him Richie Cunningham? Uh, I, I suspect that probably would uh, get get some disciplinary as well. Yeah. So he, he I, didn't... Uh, he was he was very very serious about his movie making. No doubt, he seems like a really nice guy though. I bet now as as he climbs into years, he's not as sensitive about it. But you know, back in '94, he was cutting his chops, trying to make it as a director. Didn't want to be known as uh, Opie anymore. It's a, uh, I mean, he's had two great characters, Opie and Richie Cunningham. Like yeah. embrace that. Like the Fonz, Henry Winkler. He yeah. loves being called the Fonz. Embrace it. Embrace it, Longoria. Uh, that's why Chuck embraces the low, low T nickname. He embraced it. He owns it. Low testosterone First. Chuck. <laughs> Justin's in McDonough. Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Long What's time up, listener. brother? Um, I'm actually a anger management instructor. Like the movie with and Adam it, Sandler? Well, sort of, kind okay. of, but not, <laughs> not as extreme. I don't follow my clients around, but <laughs> they just come in, uh, once a week. Yeah. And, um, if I'm deemed to use any type of communication that's considered aggressive, that, uh, that's I it. Am, I am, yeah. Uh, what that's makes you qualify me. to be an anger management consultant, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, just training. Training. Okay. I have, um, I'm working on uh, getting more training for our substance abuse and things like that. Good. But Good for you. The anger management is just uh, hourly training that you go to maybe once a month to get to that. I don't think. But, 
I mean, I'm sure there is a number, but I can't think of a number off the top of my head that would you'd have to pay me to do that job. Like that would it's difficult. Yeah, like just you, you every day you got to deal with angry people. Like I hate dealing with angry right. people, <laughs> and that's your job. Like every day. Uh, I but would, he sounds pretty calm. Yeah, I you mean, said, well, it's, he's got to be. I mean, yeah. Imagine if you're every I day. I actually someone... just got out of a session uh, that I just did. And um, when you get challenged by people that are just coming in, yeah, you know, they get first-time offenses, uh, simple battery and stuff like that. And they're probably very young. defensive coming in because they don't want to be in anger management, which makes them even angrier. Yeah, a lot of them think it's just about the money and, you know, um, the courts are wrong yeah. and the police officers yeah, exactly. are wrong. and. Exactly. Yeah. By the time they leave, I mean, it's usually about 12 weeks, once a week. Uh, by the time they leave, they have a new perspective on things, on like decision making. Real, real quick, Justin, how like should that. Longoria deal with his wife's anger next week when she realizes that he didn't get her a, a, a Mother's <laughs> Day gift? I did get her a Mother's Day gift. See, see, there needs to be clear expectations with clear consequences. There you go, Longoria. Clear expectations. No consequences. Great she call, Justin. I, let's call back again. I could spend two hours talking to that guy. Uh, what's the one thing at your job you'd get fired for immediately if you did? 404. 8720750 1-800-WSB talk. By the way, you know that reverse gender thing on Snapchat where yes. you take a picture and I posted it on my Instagram and Facebook page what all of us bananas would look like opposite gender on Instagram at Mark Aram M A R K A R U M Facebook Mark Aram WSB. What's the one thing you could do at your job that would automatically get you fired? This is the Mark Aram Show, 404-872-0750. Steve joins us on the program. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, brother? Driving to Brazelton. Just getting off work. What was uh, the one thing you could do at your job that would get you fired immediately? Smoking weed. <laughs> like literally in the middle of the office or just in general? No, no, no. You can go on vacation. Come back two weeks later, random drug test, pee in a bottle, you are you are unemployed. Yeah, that same here. We signed up. I've been here 21 years. I've never had a drug test. Have you ever been drug tested, Longoria? No. Deb Green, you produced when the show. When I first started, I had to take one? Yeah, but what, back when I got hired I in 97, they didn't they didn't have the uh, mandatory test. But it, you have you sign up for, when you, when you take the job, you uh, approve to uh, random drug testing. But I've never been tested in 21 years. Not that it... It would be like, wow, there's a lot of uh, caffeine in your I system. I think it's Mr. very <laughs> random. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Josh is in Buford. Josh, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Preach, man. Welks, so buddy. My... Well, I'm a plumber, and it's quite funny because my wife is an insurance agent as well. And so uh, the one thing, though, I would have to say as far as plumbing, though, is specifically with my company, probably punching my boss in the face. So any physical uh, activity to your boss would probably get you fired in most jobs, I would imagine. Yeah, but you could imagine. I mean, we've, we've flooded houses as a plumber. You know, we've uh, we forgot to uh, let their plug out and their sewer filled up within their own house. Do you not think and, something uh, not as severe as that that would get you fired? I, oh, bet, no, I no. bet you'd get fired if a customer, client, whatever you call them, finds you going through their medicine cabinet. I bet that would get you terminated on the spot, right? Wouldn't you be pissed, Longoria, if a fire a fireman, if a fireman, fireman. Going, anyone, anyone who's going through your medicine <laughs> yeah, cabinet? Anybody. I think that'd be a fireable offense yeah. for a plumber, or at least a strong reprimand. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. When we come back, more of your calls. What's the one thing you could do at your job that would get you fired immediately? On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show.
The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Welcome back to the show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show here Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. My whole crew is here tonight. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Loti Chuck screens your calls. Uh, We're going to continue to talk about the story that Audrey Washington is going to cover tomorrow morning on Channel 2 Action News. Apparently a concerned parent got video of a police officer uh, who was directing traffic in front of a school, like a crossing guard kind of situation. It was on the phone the whole time. The video will be on uh, Channel 2 tomorrow uh, at 4.30 a.m. till 7 a.m. So when you wake up, check that out. I want to hear the officer's side of the story, though. Uh, you know, from afar, it's like that's, that shouldn't be happening. If you're literally stopping traffic to save kids, you shouldn't be on the phone. But I want to know what that phone call was about. Like, did his mom just die? Or... His walkie wasn't working and he had to use the phone? Yeah, something. I want to know his side of the story. But what's the one thing that you would uh, get fired for immediately at your job? Here in radio, um, most likely if you said a one of those seven deadly words in anger or out of frustration, you're probably gone. Or if you say something overtly, blatantly racist, you're probably gone. But again, I've, I've said the F word on WSB radio by mistake and, and kept my job. And it was years ago, and I, I wanted to say all of you folks stuck on 75, and folks came out differently, and I still kept my job. Is there a job that you guys have had in the past outside of radio that would uh, something you could do that would get you fired immediately? I mean, I worked at a um, you know fast food place. I'm sure stealing food would, would have gotten me fired or I, not charging somebody. I worked at a bowling alley when I was in college, and we had uh, the cleaning lady there. Marnie was her name. And okay. she got fired for uh, for stealing food. It was a packet of coffee, and oh, the, the boss fired her. That sucks. And I was like, man, I'm glad he didn't know the 400 pounds of chicken wings I've stolen <laughs> well, out of this joint. Maybe he thought she joint. was taking those chicken wings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I felt bad for Mark. Yeah, stealing food. I think a fast food establishment or any kind of restaurant establishment, like doing something to a customer's food. Oh, yeah. That would get you. I was watching Casino the other day. And the police officers go into uh, Joe Pesci's restaurant to get a to-go order, and the guy spits in it, and and that would get you fired. What about you, Deb? You've had a number of odd jobs. Probably nothing on the farm, but in retail, if you steal anything from retail, you're going to get fired automatically. Yeah. Automatically. All right. Uh, what would get fired? What would get you fired from your job immediately? 404-872-0750. Phil joins us in uh, Atlanta. Phil, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? What's going on, Phil? Oh, not much. i uh, tell you one thing that I learned um, just, you know, ironically, is that maintaining professional decorum on a web collaboration meeting tool evidently can get you fired, depending on the severity of the infraction. Uh, in my last employer, we had a large client that we were courting heavily, and it was a long purchase process. We had senior management from the client on the phone. We had offshore resources. We had consultants and senior management from my company on the phone. A new guy, he'd been on the job maybe two weeks, evidently wasn't familiar with the technology, had his video turned on and apparently didn't realize it was being displayed to the entire group on the call, proceeded to do his best Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee karate moves imitation, oh, and no. then actually actually <laughs> flipped birds at himself on the camera because he could see himself on his end. Uh, we could all see him. And, that's uh, awful. <laughs> evidently somebody messaged him because 
we heard one profane word as he clicked the video <laughs> off. But uh, well, that could. I mean, I was actually thinking something worse. Like, yeah, we video conferenced in uh, Steve at his house, and uh, while we were doing the conference call, <laughs> Steve was taking care of business. You know, like that. That that would have been worse too. But oh man, yeah, I'm glad I don't have a real job with like stuff like that. Yeah. Do you ever have to do that with Erickson? Like, I mean, he's got real stuff going on with uh, the Revenant and all that. Mm, nah, not really. No, no. Well, you so, but with Erickson, so Chuck, if you don't know Chuck, and uh, Chuck works for both Eric and myself. He's the executive producer of the Eric Erickson show, and we don't know what he does in the Mark Erickson, but it's valuable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's invaluable. He's executive something. Um, <laughs> but Chuck, like, in, in your role with Eric, you have to talk to important people. Like, Yeah, oh, yeah, I have to tow a very hard line. Yeah, I mean, like the governors. Fam- the famous and story when I was Rick Perry. to Governor Rick Perry, yeah. and I just said, all right, Rick, hang on. And he looked at me like... <laughs> He was never going to allow me to talk to another person yeah. of any stature whatsoever. He's like, it's governor. I was like, oh, whatever, yeah. it's fine. Whatever, whatever, it's fine. Whatever. He's okay. not governor anymore. Yeah, he was. Do you know what I found interesting? I'll get to the ones in just a second. Did you guys watch the, uh, I know you didn't, but I'm going to ask anyway, the CNN town hall with James Comey? No. Did you watch I, it? I, I mean, I saw clips of it. It was I, interesting. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, well, I don't care what you think about it. What I thought was interesting, the, the questions from the audience they still refer to him as Director Comey. Like, is that a title that stays with you for life? I guess. I didn't think it was. I didn't think so either. They're like, oh, Director Comey, uh, here's the blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, Speaker of the House, you're always Speaker, speaking, yes. They'll refer to it, and President. Oh, speaking of President, our thoughts go out to uh, Jimmy Carter, who broke his hip yeah. trying to, uh, on a turkey hunt, of all things, a turkey hunt. Yeah, he's so he's, he had a broken hip, but everything seems to be going fine. But like a president, it's always President. Yeah. President uh, Carter. I, I didn't know. Director, yeah, me neither. I didn't know that was of enough stature yeah. to remain with you. Exactly. I didn't. There's some titles that remain with you forever, like uh, Andrew Young. He's Ambassador Andrew Young. Yeah, Ambassador. Will stay yeah, with you that for a stays while. with you. But I didn't think Director of Secretary. I think some of the Secretary, like uh, Secretary Clinton. State, yeah, because they would so refer to Hillary in the election as Secretary Clinton. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to Senator. Right. So I guess the Secretary is a higher. I don't know, uh, dude. I don't know. It's just the last one you had. <laughs> I don't know, All right. you know. The she last was one fry cook next. Phone screener Chuck. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. Ansley joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Ansley. Hey, what's going on, Mark? How you doing? What's up, brother? Hey, uh, I just wanted to say real quick, I'm probably the youngest person that listens to your show. I've been listening to your show since I was 17 and I'm 19 now. That, well, I pre- hey, round of applause for Ansley. Thank you, man. Tell your friends. Yeah, I have, man. They all know I listen to it. They get tired of it anyway. They get in my car and I'm like, dude, change the channel. Well, I appreciate you sticking with us, even though your friends uh, despise the show. Uh, what's the one yeah. thing that can get you fired at your job, Ansley? Um, I couldn't really think of a story for like something. like I could think of obvious things that could get me fired at my current job. But I had a job when I was 16, my first job at a pizzeria. Um, I didn't really like my boss and being 16 and immature at the time. I played a prank on him and put, like, I planted small pizza doughs around the restaurant in, like, random spots. <laughs> and my boss, man, he didn't notice for, like, a month. I even put a pizza dough on the front sign outside, and he didn't notice for, like, a month. Do those get, do those get rancid? Do they get rancid after a little while? Because the yeast no. and everything? No. No, they, these doughs are perfectly white, and I, I toss them every day at work, and I would laugh about it, but it, it, it was just clueless. But Speaking of uh, pizza, uh, thank you, Ed. We're, we're, you got a little funky connection there. Uh, do you know what an upper, upper decker is, Longoria? 
I, I think I do, yeah. You know what an upper decker is, yeah. Deb? All right, so I don't have to say. We all know what an upper yeah, decker yeah, is. Yeah, we know what So it the is. version, we did, this girl, Jennifer Torsiello, had a, a birthday party, and I don't know, we were like 13 or 14, and I, I swear to God, I didn't do this. Right. But uh, my buddy Lou Cisco took um, two slices of Pizza Hut pizza and put them in the back container of the uh, uh-huh. toilet in the in like the basement bathroom. Okay. That's the one where, that barely gets used. The one that barely gets used, and apparently- that turned into something so foul, like hazmat kind. I don't know what it was, but he did an upper decker, not a real upper decker, right. but a Pizza Hut upper decker. <laughs> pizza well, same thing. And it was down there for like three months, and the door was closed because no one uses that downstairs bathroom. Oh. And they opened the door, and they thought something died. Oh, Yeah, the meat lover supreme died in the back <laughs> of the uh, upper decker. All right, uh, William's a chef. William, what would get you fired from your job? I can think of a, a bunch of things off the top of my head, but what yeah, do you think? You know, the, the obvious things, messing with customers' food, being late, but something, I've been a restaurant owner and I've been a chef most of my career. The one thing that will get you fired in my book is one simple sentence. That's not my job. You say that to me, I will fire you on the spot. Ooh, so like uh, your sous chef or the dishwasher or whomever. If I ask my sous chef to go wash dishes and he says, that's not my job, he's fired. There's a very big difference in I'm not trained to do that. Show me, and that's not my job. Those are two very different things. Wow. All right, Chuck and Longoria, make note. If I ask you to do something, you say, don't, that's, that's not, not my not job. My job. <laughs> if you point to Deb and be like, that's what Deb's for, yeah. then, then chef, I can I fire gotten, them, right? I would have gotten fired a long time that ago. I was just going to say, I would have been fired day one when Deb got hired. <laughs> yeah. See, but, but I've got a story with the race side chef. So I was a, a waiter in college, and I really loved waiting tables. I, I absolutely loved it. I could, I could see myself doing it again someday. But it's, it's, you better be like a family in a restaurant. And I remember times when we'd be in the weeds and the dishes would be piling up and the dishwashers are doing the best they could, and I would I would come and help them wash dishes. It wasn't my job to wash the dishes, but no. you you know, you want to get help. your tables get their food, you gotta get clean dishes. So it's all hands on deck. No matter what your position is, you help out. Yeah, it, and that's what it is. You know, I've 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 let general managers go when I own multiple restaurants if one if I came in there on a Friday night and the dish pit was so backed up and he was standing in his office just talking on the phone, get out there and help. I don't care if you're wearing a tie or you're wearing, you know, whatever. Get in there and help yeah. and make the restaurant the best place it can be. Absolutely. That's why we love you, Chef. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. He doesn't love me back. So if I ask you to do something, Longoria, and you say, oh, no, that's uh, Jay Black's job. Oh, well. You're out. <laughs> Carl's okay. in Smyrna. Carl, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I wanted to back up uh, both the plumber earlier and uh, the chef this I'm a plumber, and if you really make money with your company, mm-hmm. you don't get fired. You can get in a fight with a boss. I just had an employee for 20 years get in a fight with me about a year and a half ago, and he just wanted to beat my ass. Physically? A physical fight? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, it lasted for about a half an hour. And you did and or he, did uh, not fire him? Uh, he called me at like 6 o'clock in the morning the next morning and asked me if he was fired. And you said, and, uh, no, no, uh, see it, see it at eight o'clock. All right. So, but, so, but I think that's the way in a lot of professions, like we've had some, um, some people here that probably should have been fired for things, but they make money for the station. So they didn't get fired. So, uh, so yeah. I get that. But, uh, as, as like just a day-to-day plumber, not the boss, uh, what's something that could get a, a, a guy or a girl as a plumber fired immediately? Text, texting and driving while 
driving and having an accident. Oh yeah, texting. yeah. Uh, that's 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 the big one these days. Because I can only imagine what the so I mean, being a, being a plumber or any kind of like that that home improvement genre, roofer, plumber, electrician. The insurance must be through the roof. And the last thing you want you do want to have happen is people texting and driving while on your work trucks. Don't text and drive. I was pointing at you, Longoria, but I, I was saying that to everybody. All right, when we come back, more of your calls. Uh, still to come, Chris Burns from Dynamic Money. A little hiccup in the stock market today. Uh, Chris will tell us what that means to me and you. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Seven twenty-five, seventy degrees on Peachtree Street. Nice weather the last couple of days. Not too hot, not too cool. I've been digging it. Thank you. Uh, well, I guess I was going to thank Mellish, but Nitz is in for Mellish. So, Brad Nitz is full five-day forecast straight ahead. Adam joins us in Lilburn, Georgia. Adam, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing much. Um, on a side, I think I actually might be your youngest listener. Oh. I started when I was 14, okay. when you were still on, like, the 12 o'clock. And, by the way, congratulations to a better time slot. Thank you. Yeah, we're slowly making our way up the ladder from 10 to midnight to 7 to 9 to 6 to 8. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. It's soon to be prime time. Anyway, um, I am a lifeguard, and the obvious thing is, like, if you let somebody drown. But what many people don't think about is, like, if you talk back to somebody or, like, um, reprimand somebody's kid too harshly. Oh, really? It's that, so, that like, sensitive. I would think as a lifeguard, you've got autonomy. Like, you can lay down the law, and what, whatever you say goes. Yeah, you're right. But, like, if you're working for a company, you have a manager. And, like, if you get especially salty people, they can call, like, your manager, and they can come over. And if it's bad, you can actually get fired or at least yeah, a verbal reprimand. I could see that. Have you ever been Wendy Peppercorned? What? Wendy Peppercorn? He's too young Is it Peppercorn? Have you ever seen the Peppercorn? Have you ever seen the horrible movie The Sandlot? Actually, yes. All right. So there's Wendy Peppercorn. Peppercorn? Pepper, I thought it was Peppercorn. Peppercorn yeah. was the lifeguard, and Squints, one of the horrible characters in that horrible movie, pretended he was drowning so Wendy Peppercorn could, could kiss him or give him mouth to mouth. Has that Such ever a happened good to movie. you? Um, actually, no. I don't want that to happen. And yes. on like, you got to clean the bathrooms there a lot. It's a non-sequitur. I, I don't want to get any diseases. <laughs> okay. I'm sure a lot of patrons at the pool are clean, but I don't want to Oh, I, you're a germaphobe. I get it. What a horrible movie. I can't believe I referenced that horrible movie. He's a germaphobe, but he's a lifeguard? Yeah, well, there's a lot of chlorine he's in the pool. Wrong the yeah. No, I know, but what if he has to give mouth to mouth to somebody? <laughs> Be like I don't Seinfeld. think you do that anymore. I think you just do the chest thing. Oh, I, I don't think say. you actually do mouth to mouth anymore. Maybe. I don't know. Don't take medical yeah, advice, don't from take medical advice from here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, when we come back, more of your calls. What is the one thing you could do in your job that would get you fired immediately? And uh, Chris Burns from Dynamic Money will tell us what happened with the market today. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. Hi, this is Kevin Nealon. You're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Boy, that is Jewish. It's so good to be born in America. 
737 23 in front of 8 Mark Aram and the bananas that you're back and call till 8 in the PM. We're going to get back to your calls in just a second. What's the one thing that you could do at your job currently that would get you automatically fired? Uh, but uh, I guess the big financial headline today was the uh, tumbling that the Dow and the NASDAQ took, apparently all in reaction to uh, Chinese tariff hikes uh, on imports to the United States, $60 billion worth. What was that from? Oh, my. My computer. All right. My bad, Longoria. Uh, Chris Burns from Dynamic Money joins us on the program. Chris, how are you, my friend? Man, I'm okay. My 401k is struggling a bit, but overall, we're doing okay. How are you? What exactly happened? The Dow fell 617. What did the NASDAQ do today? Man, it was down 3.5%. It got hit the worst. Um, But yeah, a lot of this is just this continuing thing that's been an issue, even from last year. If you remember last year, the economy by every number was really strong, but the market ended down and people were going, what's going on? Well, it was this anxiety over this trade conflict with China. And here it is spilling now into this year and really heating up. A lot lot of it last year was rhetoric. We had some basic tariffs back and forth. But President Trump last week, uh, in the midst of negotiations, said we're raising all existing tariffs to 25 percent on Friday against China. Uh, they came back today with raising tariffs on 60 billion of U.S. goods. And now President Trump is saying, all right, we're going to raise tariffs on literally everything that we import. It's an additional 300 billion dollars. So all this market volatility is really just in response to the anxiety people are feeling and the market is feeling over this trade war that's just continuing to ramp up during our pre-show meeting chuck didn't know what a tariff was do you want to explain to chuck what a what a tariff is and <laughs> yeah well think back <laughs> our country has wrestled with tariffs forever taxation without representation that whole concept you hear about yeah that was really primarily based on import taxes that the british were charging us to pull tea in right from great britain and so that was a tariff so a tariff's just simply a a tax placed on an import so what most people don't realize is this isn't necessarily – it's not as though the Chinese are, are paying these tariffs. We're increasing the cost of their goods. So if you choose to buy something from China, you're the one paying the extra 25%. Uh, but then the idea is – so therefore, you're not going to choose to buy it that. You're going to buy you know, an American-made product or whatever, and they're going to suffer because of it. Uh, but what that means is because we live in a global economy where maybe the chips that made up the smartphone that was built in China were actually built in the U.S., everybody kind of gets hurt by this. So it, there's no winners here in the short term. You understand now, Chuck? Is that D cleared up for you, buddy? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Chris. Hey, man, any, any, anything I can do so is yeah. our best. All right, but I mean, as you've told me many times in the past, this this don't look at your 401k tomorrow morning, folks. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Um, we're hoping the tariffs get lifted on both sides and things will go back to churning up. You know, the 401k, uh, my 401k, I don't know about you guys, but has been crushing it. So I've been very happy overall. Just don't even log on tomorrow and, and let this thing play out, right? Well, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. The markets are reactive um, in every way. And so on Friday, when when we uh, when President Trump tweeted out he is officially raising tariffs, the market tanked. And Steve Mnuchin comes along Friday and says trade talks are going decent. The market swings back up again. The Chinese come in today and say we're going to raise tariffs. Market tanks. It, it's like a child. And most people think the market is more like a professor or something that's logically weighing this. No, it's more like my four-year-old, right? It just suddenly, 
goes back and forth. And the best parenting advice I ever got was your kids will get on the roller coaster and they'll be reactive and going all over the place. Can you kind of stand on the platform and not get on the coaster with them? And it's the same thing with your money. Like the four, what your 401k is going to be bouncing around with all the volatility. Can you stand to the side and say, okay, Hey, look, here's the good news. We're still up double digits this year in most U.S. major indexes. And so if you need to adjust your risk, adjust your risk and then just let it just stand on the platform. You know, don't don't worry about the volatility of this week or this month. Make sure you're set for a long term plan and all that anxiety goes away. So if you're trying to. Yeah, go ahead. uh, Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt the long term anxiety. Yeah, just if you're trying, the problem is that the market's being reactive and then we try to react to that, right? It's like my daughter telling me this morning she wants candy for breakfast. You know, like I have to know beforehand, no candy. Like we, we do cereal, especially if mom is, you know, awake, we do cereal for breakfast, right? <laughs> yeah. So like if, as long as I have that boundary, so I set boundaries on how I invest. I know how much risk I'm willing to take and then the market can bounce around, but it doesn't impact me in the same way. Chris, finally, uh, most important question, as a financial guru, advisor, what's the one thing you could do that would uh, automatically get you fired? I actually asked for a list because I have the the show on WSB. I actually asked my rep there, what are the things I'm not allowed to say? Because I have no idea. So like what? No, no, I don't mean about your radio show. I mean, I mean, like as, as far as ethics are concerned, like handling someone's money, like what are, you know, Bertie Madoff, obviously what he did is a fireable offense, but what could you do that would, would a client could fire you? What, what's a bad thing? There's this word called discretion in the financial world. And people, I've actually had people get angry at me before because we say we don't have discretion over your funds. In my world, that literally means I can't move the money. I can't suddenly take it and move it to a new investment without getting your permission. Um, but people will get angry because they'll say, I want, uh, why would I, I want you to have discretion. The answer is no, you don't. So if if I suddenly take discretion over a client's funds, that's when things go, go downhill fast. So what if, what if Longoria signs over discretion, uh, letter to me where I can move his funds? Is that, is that legal then? Totally, totally different. We're good. Yeah. If he wants to sign it over to you, you're, you're perfectly fine. We're good. We're good. All right, Chris, appreciate it. Tell the folks when we can hear you on the air, buddy. Yeah, well, we're on every Sunday morning at 5 a.m., but if you are not, you know, masochistic and waking up at that time, <laughs> then you can hear us every day at 7.30 and 5.30. There's a daily update every day or our podcast, so dynamicmoney.com. Appreciate it, Chris Burns. Hey, thanks so much, y'all. Have a good evening. You too, buddy. Uh, so don't don't look at your 401k tomorrow, Longoria. I don't have one, so it don't matter. All right. Well, well you not ask him to explain questions I know the answer to already? That was a joke. Chuck knows what tariffs are. Yeah, he does. So was I was just, I was just he knows more of tariffs than we do. Yeah, exactly. Because he works for Eric Erickson. Is there a comment past that? <laughs> no, okay. I don't know. <laughs> waiting for something else. Yeah. Like that. That's a worldly show. Yeah. Mark Amp show, not so worldly. Well, I mean, we, worldly we have, in different ways. We have our niche. Yes. Yeah, Eric's got his niche. I'm mm-hmm. sure you discuss tariffs on the Eric Erickson show. Okay. That's the, probably the first time ever the word tariffs been said on the Mark Amp show. Probably, so I yeah. just wanted to explain not only to you, but the listeners that might not have known. Anywho, Steve's in Johns Creek. Steve, welcome to the Mark Aram show. Hey, what's up, people? What's going on, brother? Hey, it's all right. I just heard you asking about uh, uh, what I would get fired for. Yeah, what's the one thing at your job would automatically get you fired? Well, I can't say the name of the search engine, but it's probably the biggest one on the planet. Okay. And my boss has to be number one, number one, number one, and it's impossible to be number one. And so I basically tell him to stop wasting his money. And Anyway, that would get me fired immediately. 
If you told him to stop wasting his money? On the big G. Really? Yeah. yeah. But you're saving him money. He doesn't understand that. He's uh, all focused about being number one, number one, number one. It's impossible to be number one when 95% of the search is going to G, and 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 it's just not – yeah, no, there's nowhere to be. Yeah, there's nowhere to be. Understood. They, you know, they, you, own, they own the first page, and I keep telling him that, but he doesn't want to hear it. And if I tell him again, he's going to fire me. I hope he ain't listening to this show because if he is, I'm <laughs> dead meat in the morning, Mark. I hope, I hope you used a, a – did you use a fake name? Oh, of course. Okay, of course. good. Then you're fine, Steve. Steve in Florida. You're fine, buddy. <laughs> God Steve bless you. Love y'all. All right. See you, man. Uh, so I, I totally forgot the <laughs> – I wanted to talk about this story at the top of the show, but I got thrown off because we got so wrapped up in uh, Audrey Washington's story. Did you see the story out of Ohio where this Ohio school is not going to award a valedictorian? Oh, yeah. yes. We talked about that earlier. On, well, on Erickson's show? Yeah. You didn't talk about tariffs? No, we did not. Oh. We actually talked about the other yeah, story. So it's okay. We covered both. Okay, good. good. All right, we, we got them covered. Th- this story, is it's I don't know what to think about it, because obviously for when I was in school, I, I had no concern about being valedictorian <laughs> yeah, salutatorian, <laughs> because that was not even an option. Yeah, it wasn't no. even in, in, in my... Yeah, like after, <laughs> after sophomore year, I ranked 13th in my class. And even then, I was like, it didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. I'm like, no, this isn't going to happen. And by the end of senior year, I was barely graduating, so it really wasn't a thing. But I remember distinctly the battle for valedictorian. Yeah. Like the, the six people that were in the running for it, it was the most important thing in their lives. And um, I, I don't agree with Ohio, this Ohio school getting rid of it, but I understand that for that, you know, that one half of one percent that's in the running like one of the guys that was i'm not going to say his name eric chadwick but he <laughs> he started to lose his hair yeah in high school because he was so worried about it well, really it was so stressful because uh, apparently that's the golden ring that's been hung oh, yeah, yeah. in front of these kids for so long one of the guys at my school was actually considering a lawsuit to get PE dropped because he was a little chubby. Yeah, and he had he he would have been valedictorian without the PE without grade. the like the B plus and PE. I'm not kidding. Yeah. B plus and PE. And I don't he doubt was it. Considering because he lost out on scholarship money, yeah. he ended up tied for salutatorian. Yeah, but yeah, was considering hiring second place is first loser. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he wanted him to drop PE because he thought it was insane that that was that he would should've, count. He should have done more pull ups. Yep. That's I mean, what I thought. <laughs> um. It was so the the big controversy when I was in school. So you had like the top five people mm-hmm. that were the real legit smart people. Um, the the Chadwick kid I mentioned, Jennifer Seymour, Paula Peters, um, Alex Mara. I mean, these How are. Do you remember everybody. I've got I've got a weird memory. Yeah, I don't like, remember those are those are four I can come up with the top of my head that were like legit. They were in the AP classes. They were yep. banging. I mean, just really brilliant people. All smarter than me. Not even close. I can I fancy myself a smartish dude. These guys are way smarter than me. The fifth place person, or the fifth person in this equation, was a girl named Nicole, and I won't say her last name, even though she lives in Germany now. What the hell? It was Nicole Kiss. That was her last name. <laughs> and she was a straight A student, but in like average classes. Yeah. Like she oh, yeah. didn't take the tough classes. She was like in class with me in Longoria. You know, she wasn't in the class with the the bright people. And they were so mad because there's no weighting of the grades. Like whether you took remedial history or AP history, it didn't matter. So she, I mean, she was a bright enough girl, but she just aced every, and, and the, the four or five kids that were in AP were just so mad about it. Like, it's not fair. 
And I, it was a big drama playing out in my high school. So I get that. Again, it didn't affect me no, one at one. all. I, I was a less. spectator. Not in, in the slightest. Um, but it was uh, so I understand where they're coming from. But you can't, you can't not do valedictorian, right? I mean, that's yeah. People do work for that. Yeah, I mean, let them have it. That might be all they have. I have plenty of friends that topped sure. out in high school. Like, exactly. Nothing ever happened exactly. afterwards. Let them have it. The big thing was in my school too. And Eric Chadwick wound up getting valedictorian, I believe, and he get to he got to give a speech at graduation which apparently was a big deal. My dad was the commencement speaker at my graduation because he was the, the superintendent. And I wrote my dad's speech for him. Nice. And he had a better speech than Chadwick. So even though Chadwick was valedictorian. <laughs> you got overshadowed by your pop. My speech was way better than Chadwick. So, yeah. So I like it. I, I, maybe we'll talk about that more tomorrow because I understand. Because uh, if you had told me one of those five people committed suicide because they didn't get it, I would believe it. Yes. That's how badly they wanted it. The problem is the rest of the, you know, the other 600 kids in the class don't care at all. No. So I say you go ahead and do the valedictorian. You can jump in quickly on that if you want. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Uh, real quick, Longoria, via the Piccadilly text line from my mom. Uh, Paula Peters was our valedictorian. Chadwick was number two. And uh, the aforementioned Jennifer Seymour was number three. So that girl, Nicole Kiss, didn't even uh, get in the top three. Oh. But it, but I, I remember the valedictorian, the salutatorian gave uh, speeches, not just the valedictorian. Uh, Tony's in Decatur. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. I am so riled up right now. I cannot believe it. It is ridiculous that we were not recognized valedictorians. We're not preparing our kids for life. In life, there are winners and, and losers. losers. exactly. In, in your business, in your business, if you don't get the ratings, guess what happened? I'm you out. You don't go on the air. That's exactly yes. right. This, we're raising the society of wusses. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and this is coming from just FYI. I was valedictorian of my class of a, a class of uh, 407. Good for and you. And it is such an honor. Yeah. yeah but yeah. we're just raising a society of wusses. Come on. No, I'm, I'm with Please. you. I don't think they should do away with it. I can understand that it, it can put pressure on kids because I saw it firsthand. I don't know if you have felt pressure um, when you when you were becoming valedictorian, but I, I saw oh, it firsthand. I, I did, but that's life. Yeah. In life, they're going to be pressured. Exactly right. right. Tony, and I got to so run. Are... I appreciate it, buddy. Chuck, you... You had to have been valedictorian, right? There was like four kids in your school. <laughs> you would think, but I graduated about the middle. All right. Third. So, yeah. <laughs> third. I was about third. I mean, I Which, if I just said I graduated third, would sound good. Would very impressive. But, but it was only out of six. Third out of six. <laughs> so, All right. That's still so impressive. Yeah, That's well. still impressive. Let's do star of the show, Longo. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, Longo prep for a movie Monday. We didn't do a movie Monday, so for all that uh, needless work, you get to start the show, buddy. Hope it was worth it. It was. Thank all you. right, there you go. Uh, big show tomorrow. We'll continue the conversation online, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. 
the 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.